Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Man, it's weird when you take an episode off. Welcome to Left Rose Podcast. I'm Derek Kramer. I'm Frank R. Curry. And this slacker over here decided to take off for the whole weekend. He's talking about himself, not yes, me. That, it, me. It, me. The guy that uh, really just kind of disappeared for uh, for a weekend. It's nice, actually. It's really nice when you can do that. Like, just Lucky no, you. No social media, no nothing. It's just enjoy everyone being there. It, at, I was at a wedding, so enjoy everyone being there and just interacting with a person. Go interact with some human beings, you monsters, because it's sometimes just the greatest thing in the world, just being able to... Hang out and not care about anything else. Lucky you. Especially your terrible football team, ah. which I do get questions about. <laughs> <laughs> so I learned something, though, Frank. Yeah. And I, we're going to start off this sports podcast. Yes, I know. Leftovers Podcast, WGR, Sports Radio, 550, blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to start off the sports podcast with a revelation that has nothing to do with sports. Okay. Okay. Ready? Here, here Bring it. I know you can't necessarily relate to this, but say you are like one of one of like one of your siblings is getting married, and one of your one of your other siblings has a baby already, or they're getting married, or something like that. You know, like things are going on, and then you're just sitting here single, just like whatever. And Derek, are you questioning your whole life right now? No, I've got something here. I've got a lifesaver for people like me, people in that situation. Are you ready for this? Are you seeing your bro- your your uh, siblings getting married and having kids and thinking, what am I doing with my life? No, I'm not. Though I was a real-life meme when her announcement, when her engagement announcement was made, I was making two packs of ramen. <laughs> okay, go on. So, so if you're single or, you know, you're, just, you're not caring about getting in a relationship or anything like that, and you're at a wedding and everyone's asking you, well, what about you, Derek? When is it going to be your time to get married? I've got the greatest idea to avoid that question, Frank. And you want to know what that is? No, you don't have to go ahead and bring someone, though that may be nice, or, you know, something like that, blah, blah, blah. Or maybe, you know, you're, you're a person afraid of, like, coming out or something like that, you know, an actual serious thing. I've got one solution and one effing solution for all y'all out there. Yeah. Just dance like an idiot the whole time. I'm not kidding. I probably pulled a calf, but that was the greatest idea that I could have had, was just go out on the dance floor, hang out with everyone there, and just don't talk to people that want to ask that question. I had a different tactic. I didn't even have to use it because I was just out there dancing like an idiot the whole time. Trust me, I'm not coordinated. I look stupid. I don't care. This is the same guy who picked the Bills to go 9 and freaking 7 this year. <laughs> Idiot. So, there it is. If you if you don't feel like getting unnecessary questions at a wedding, 
just even unnecessary questions. It doesn't even have to be that certain question. If you don't feel like talking to a certain person, if you feel like avoiding people, I've got one idea for you. Get out on that dance floor and just look stupid for a little bit, and then there you go. It's done. It's over. We're safe. Yeah, but you're probably still gonna get those questions asked no. after you da- after you're no. done. No. Well, that mean that's that's why you gotta do what I did. Don't stop. <laughs> do not stop. Take a break to get some water, or your beverage of choice, maybe a wobbly pop, and then just get back out there. Because trust me, it worked. It's got the Derek Kramer stamp of approval, which is not a real thing. But it is time-tested, and I can give it to you as advice. If it doesn't work, get back at me at Derek Kramer WGR on Twitter. There you go. Done. Okay. <laughs> you, you enjoyed that wobbly pop. I, didn't ha- I don't have no wobbly pops. I don't, I don't do that. I know you don't. I don't. I've got a normal pop here. It's a Dr. Pepper. I have one, and it's Mountain Dew. <sighs> but, yeah, it's a uh, <laughs> – no, we're not giving free promotion for them. Uh, no. <laughs> Give us your money. <laughs> but, but no, Gross. the other thing about that, though, Frank, is unfortunately you kind of just don't get wrapped up into things. Luckily for me, the Sabres are entertaining as all hell, and I managed to watch both of their games this week, the, Tuesday, uh, the Thursday night at home against Montreal yeah, and Saturday night's loss to Columbus in overtime. So I was able to catch those games. Despite yep. everything, despite not being here in the studios since Wednesday, I've kind of been gone. <laughs> you literally gone. I was not here. Not here. And, But, no, that Sabres game against the Canadiens, man, that was – But here's my biggest thing before we talk about each of those games. It's this. The Sabres are exactly the cure that you need right now from the incompetency that is the Buffalo Bills season. They are fun. They do not quit. And – Holy crap, they're scoring goals? Three straight games with at least four goals, if I'm not mistaken. Am I right there, Frank? Did they get to four in Anaheim? Four straight games. Four straight games. Four goals. Notice how they have points in all four of those. 3-0-1 in their last four. Neat. Funny how it all works, doesn't it? Yeah. But the Sabres are capable of this, and that's the biggest thing, is that they're fun to watch again. They may not make the playoffs, but they are worth watching every game of again. And you saw the sorry attendance for the Montreal game. And you know what? That Take advantage of the ticket prices while you still can. Because if they're not filling up, that means the seats are still somewhat cheap. Because if they get good, you're not going to see those seats for a long time. See... I don't think when it comes to that when it comes to the Montreal attendance, I don't think whether or not the Sabres are good or if they're bad has any effect on that. It does because if they're good, here's the thing. It but here's the thing. What day, but what here's time, the thing. Those seats There's, are filled. Those seats are filled, but it's still gonna be a crap ton of Montreal fans there. I'm not worried about the Montreal fans. I didn't like that there were still at least two thousand empty seats. Okay, it was visible. Okay. Okay, that okay that Montreal yeah, I travels well, and there are a lot of season ticket holders that are indeed Canadian, and I, and a lot of that too comes down to a lot of the fans still don't trust the Sabers, which is but I know that Montreal fair. travels well. Yeah, 
So it made good. it look like there was more Montreal fans there, especially when you got a lot of them like at the fr- in the front row. There seats, were a lot of them in the, the lower in the lower bowl. Yeah, because that's what they, that's those are the tickets they get. Because they they don't mind spending that. Yeah. Because good luck getting a seat in Montreal. Exactly. But and the same thing with Toronto and to a lesser extent Ottawa. I'm not worried about the other fans being in attendance for those games. Not no like yeah. it just, it's just what it is. Good luck getting a ticket on a regular basis in Canada. It's not going to happen. Yeah, later in the year, like, uh, let's see here. Last home game of the year, they play Ottawa. Um, they play Toronto at home in March. If Sabres aren't at least competent at that time, maybe they're in contention for a playoff spot and they're close, That get, that's a sold-out game. No doubt these games are going to be sold out. It's just... I was a little discouraged by the lack of people in the seats there. Right, and and, and a lot, like I said, a lot of that comes down to the fa- a lot of fans still aren't trusting the Sabres, even the ones who have season tickets. They still don't trust that trust the fact that maybe this team is competent or they are watchable, it's even, even when they watch them on TV. Yeah. And it also didn't help too that the home opener they lost four nothing. That does not help. But you know what does? That never that did, like, and that like I said, yeah. that never helped. We said that we said that after the game, after that game, that exact game could happen in January, February. No one bats an eye. Hell, it happened on the road trip. Yeah, nobody really cared. Yeah, it was just that it was the first game. Yeah, that's it. But the biggest thing is, is and that's what I'm here to say right now is, go, 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 go watch this team. Yeah. Go to games. Yes, I know the in-stadium experience hasn't necessarily been up to snuff. If you look at that disastrous home opener, it wasn't just the team on the ice. And maybe they do need some upgrades in the arena. They got to do some But you know what is there? The product on the ice. That's what you're there for, first and foremost. That is what you're there for, yeah. Or at least that's what you're supposed to be doing there. Otherwise, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Give me your tickets. (laughs) Seriously. Um, The biggest thing, though, is that this team is fun to watch on the ice. They are putting out a great product. Resign Jeff Skinner last month, please. And they are fun. It's amazing to see what this team really can do for you. And on a pure entertainment standpoint, is Jack Eichel even at a point a game? They're still dangerous with him at maybe less than a point a game. I think he's at a point a game still. Uh, he's right at a point a game. He's right at a point a game. 11 which and mean, 11. Which means he got a couple of points in last night. He loss. did assist on he did assist, get an assist last night. Like this team is and oh what an assist it was. <laughs> You're looking at Yeah, a little that little back pass to Pommonville. Oh my god, that was that was great. That was great. Everyone was so mad about that Skinner Eichel Pommonville line. Like, why did you put Jason Pommonville there? Pommonville has scored in I, <laughs> <laughs> I think he scored Tom in four Bill straight. Is on, a, is on a streak right now, just like <laughs> Jeff Skinner. And just Jeff like Skinner Jack is Eichel. over a point a game right now, actually. Yeah, Jeff Skinner's your leading scorer at 12 points. Yep. And what did you trade for him again? Peanuts. A second? A third. A third? A and middle a, league prospect. And a C-level prospect? Yeah. And we got that guy? Oh, man. Get him signed now. Get him signed, please. Get because, him signed. Like, yeah. This is because you can tell the guy's having fun here and everyone's liking him. Dude, if he can play like this with Jack Eichel, you've got a tandem for years. Get him signed to it. Mm -hmm. I think that this is is the most fun 
you're going to see from this team, at least in a very long time here recently, from the Sabres. And they are exactly the cure for the poison that is the Bills. That that Montreal game, first off, Max Max Domi looked amazing. Yeah, Lars and I were talking about it on on Friday. I think Montreal, I think they're going to be better than people think. A lot of people said they're we like we all said they're gonna be terrible this year. They have only two losses in the regulation. Yeah, that's that's kind of the opposite of what everyone thought was gonna happen. Exactly. Well, that's what I mean. They're gonna be. They. I think they can be similar to what New Jersey was last year, without actually making the playoffs. I. It's still. I still don't think they'll make the playoffs, but they can. They can have. They can have a similar. Year as Jersey had, so kind of like the Sabers as well. But the biggest thing about they're gonna that, be basically like they're going to be closer. The biggest thing though about that game was that's Neil McNannis of uh, WBN in the background. <laughs> if you if you're hearing that, um, my big thing was this: that team every time they got down, it did not matter. Even in the Columbus game. Just like the Anaheim game. Yep. They got down 2 nothing. It did not matter. They knew they were good enough. They knew they didn't have to give up on this, and they came back and won it. Down three times to Montreal on Thursday. Yep. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. They came back and clawed back and got back into that thing. They were down 4-2 to two against Columbus. It didn't matter. They got back in that game, and they stole a point. They stole a point. They, they ripped a point from Montreal because that game was destined for overtime. Yep. They ripped a point away from Montreal. Took it in regulation. And that was a sick shot by Kyle Pozo, by the way. Yeah. More on him in a bit. But you look at this team, the mental fortitude from last year to this year is so stark and different. So vast in how willing this team is to fight. It's it's like it's a different team. They don't quit. No. They, they If I said a year ago, or even two years ago, that this team is going to be a pain in the ass and they're not going to quit on you, you would have called me a liar. I would have slapped you. Yes. I, you also would have slapped me when I said, shin. you also would have slapped me if I said, oh, by the way, our first line's going to be Jack Eichel, Jeff Skinner, and Jason Palmonville. And it kicked you in the shin. Yes. A lot of things could have happened when I say these things. So don't travel a year back in time is what I'm saying. This team doesn't quit. This team is not giving up. There were a lot of questions about Housley, especially after that first loss of the season, especially after losing those two games the way they did out West. But that Western trip might be a microcosm for what the season may be. Can you turn it around from playing ugly, and can you go ahead and run a team out of the barn? This team has the talent to do it. Tage Thompson, a healthy scratch. What's he do? Sick, nasty drag backhand pass to Kyle Oposo. First point as a saber. First point as a saber, and it looked pretty. Yeah, and it was. My big, th- my, this is my biggest thing, is that they're not just paying the ass. There's depth in the organization too. Look at look at Rochester. Look at the, the top three. The top three scores in the American Hockey League belong to Rochester in Victor Olofsson, Zach Redmond, which that was a surprise, and Lawrence Pilot. Two of those are defensemen, and they're leading the league 
It's sick. And the strangest thing is those three names are not even the first call-ups because it's probably Alex Nylander and C.J. Smith. So that tells you what this organization is doing right now. Again, for as miserable as the Bills are making you right now, this is exactly what you need. This Sabres team is the shot in the arm. You're also getting back a player who really wasn't healthy to start last year, who really wasn't able to work out the way he wanted to in the offseason in Kyle Oposo. Look at Kyle Oposo's game right now. Yes, he's not the strongest skater, but that man has been a steadying force this year. Kyle he's Oposo. A, he's. Sorry, go on. Kyle Oposo's been good. Yes. He's been the guy that you saw in free agency and you were thrilled to sign. He's been a steadying presence right now, especially playing with Casey Middlestat. And he needed that. He needs that kind of guy. But Oposo has been fantastic this year. He is the guy you envisioned you were signing in the free agency pool. After you lost out after everyone lost out on Stammer and Steven Stamkos, Kyle Oposo became the prize, the bell of the ball. And at first he was disappointing. But who cares? Because the man has looked solid. His first year, he was good. His first year, he was good. He then got it just ended on a terrible note. Terrible note with that health issue, yeah, which then, and then it messed with really his training. Carried, yeah, and it carried over into last year. Yeah, it messed with his training, and last year he was not the same player. But this year, you look at this guy. He look. He is looking revitalized. He's looking like the player that you signed, and that is the key. How many points is he at? Seven this year? He's at seven and 11. That's better than his normal pace. Yeah. Casey Middlestack got off to a slow start to the season, but have you not been impressed with him overall? Production-wise? Even, even, even in all the games. Like, he's he's making things happen. Middlestack, it was just a matter of time before it, start, it started going in. That's exactly what it was, is that Middlestack has been dangerous. He's always been putting up at least one quality chance per game, and then multiple, too. At yeah. least one chance a game. And you're thinking to yourself, He's not converting right now, but if he keeps playing like this, the puck's going to start going into the net. You can't be that snake-bitten as a player. That fourth line has been consistently dangerous. I can't believe we're talking, we could talk positive about Gergensens and Larson. The fourth, oh my God, those two. Those two and Patrick Berglund? That's been a, that's the shutdown. Not just a shutdown. That Montreal game, they blitzed Montreal. Yeah, the only thing I mean. they didn't do was put a puck in the net. Well, that's what I mean about being a shutdown. It it's not just being good. They've been they've been good. It, it, they've been like all right in their own end, but it's the fact of they're able to maintain possession and keep the puck away from Montreal. That's best First, defense is good and offense. That that is and that's shutdown in its own right. Just have, but I have a if you can roll a fourth line and to maintain possession of the puck in the opposing end for a good solid minute. There. God, I don't I mean that that takes that goes so far in the NHL. And, I mean Montreal. That's that was that's what that's the big takeaway that I've seen out of that line. Just they're able to maintain all that possession for so long. And yeah, I mean it'd be they'll, and they'll even get some goals. They'll get some goals out of it. They will. They Eventually. keep that up. Yeah. 
I mean, it is Zemgus, the snake bitten himself. It's true. <laughs> it's but, true. again, hey, gra- Montreal. Eagles. Montreal, by the way, they needed Antiniemi to be Antiniemi from the Blackhawks to even be a minute from overtime in that game. The Sabres had that puck all day. I think, yeah, and I, I think, I'll, yeah, they did, and it was like almost double the shots, too. Mont- but Montreal did play a smothering game as well. And, yeah, it it, they, it did help that Niemi carried them to that, to got, got them as far as they went. Um, But, like I said, I think Montreal's going to be better than what people think. And a lot of that, too, comes down to they are still a well – they're a well-coached team. Culturally, it's still a good coach. And they do have that Carey Price guy. And when Carey – yeah, I mean, they, they just beat Boston last night. Yep. I think that this team is going to be awesome to watch this year. They might be in the thick of things. It, they might come down to the final week of the year. You know what? They might take it to they 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 can take it that long. You know what? Awesome. Yeah. Because I need some. When was the last time we've seen that? I need some stress in my life. The Bills are giving me none of it. I need some of that. I need some of that healthy sports stress, where they're in a playoff chase and I can be mad about them losing. It's funny. Funny how how a year how a year changes all that. Like I know. think about this. Last year, it was the Bills being the solace from the Sabers. <laughs> the Bills made the playoffs last year. Yep, and the Sabers and the were Sabres out of the were, playoff race by November. Yeah, four wins. Fast at home forward already. a year, four wins at home already. Yep, and we are officially going to be out of October. Do they have another home game before this? I think they do. Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Is that on home? Yep. You can hit Calgary. Oh, you can hit halfway home to the wins that you had last year in October. Maybe that's one of the, I know that's one of the right now. I that is of course one of the main reasons that that arena is not a constant sell is because they won 9 games at home last year. That sucks. And for a team that won 25 games. Well, they're a third there already. They're a third there already. They're more than a third there already. They passed that. They're a third. They have three. They have three? I thought they had four. They have three. Okay. Because they beat Vegas, they beat Montreal, and they beat the Rangers. How come I feel like there should be another one? Well, they lost to Boston and Colorado. Columbus was a road game. I know. And they lost that. Then they had the road trip. Right. Yeah, because you pointed out three wins just now. Yeah, and they have the they have the other three wins in their six, four, and one. Yeah. All right. Never mind. I'm on crack. I thought they had four already. Three and two at home. Three, two, and one on the road right now. But again, you're already a third there out of October. Yeah, and you could be more than a third. You could be almost halfway there by the end of the month. Up I'm snakebitten. Yeah, I, I in October. I'm snakebitten right now with this because, or I'm no, I'm conflicted. Why? Because because the Sabres play on Tuesday at 7 against Calgary. Okay. You know who else plays on Tuesday? UB. Against Miami of Ohio. Mm. I want to go to both games at the same time. Is there, is there a way that that can happen? Allow me to help you on that. <laughs> and for everyone else. If you are at one and want to keep the progress on the other, we got you covered. Because you can go to the Sabres game and listen to the Bulls on ESPN 1520. That's true. Or you can go to the Bulls game and listen to the Sabres on WGR 550. You are welcome. There's your shameless plug. <laughs> I did it. You're welcome. Where's my check? 
<laughs> but this the Sabres are surprising right now. Like everyone thought that may okay, maybe we actually have to turn to UB for everything here. And then that's not true either. The women's team, by the way, the women's basketball team could crack top twenty five on the polls. The men's is in the top forty. And yeah. I think the football team is at 37 in the polls. Yes. They're threatening with the top 25. They got some votes. Yes. So UB, it's an awesome time to be a fan of UB. And you should do it because it's fun to be a fan of UB. And, you're gonna, and then once you once football season's over for UB, then you'll have the basketball team you'll for both men's and women's, and then you'll still have the Sabres. Exactly. And my big thing, though, with the Sabres team is now let's see what happens when you've got some success. Because when's the last time we had it? It's been a while. Last time you were looming for any sort of a playoff chase, you got out of your bye week and got smothered by Arizona and Colorado when they were both butt. Arizona still remains it, but Colorado not. Colorado was as butt as you were last year. Yeah. You lost to that team after your bye week, and that extinguished all hopes of a playoff chase for the final couple months of the year. Then last year happened. And I think that was in, like, February. Yeah. You were near the trade deadline. Now you're like, okay, sell some The last time the Sabres were were in contention after the trade deadline was in 2012. Well, I think 2013. They were there. But now let's see what this team can do with some success. Yeah. You're 3-0-1, and that one last night was tough to take. But at the same time, though, you stole a point. So you you, you it's fought a, it's back and tough. grabbed a point. Yeah, so you feel you don't it's not it's not more of it was tough. It's you feel good because because of that. You feel good getting a point. I mean, you of course have. you don't like losing. Of course, but it of course, but when you've got this long of a when you got this long of a season you got you got to take you got to take a lot of positives out of a, out of a loss. Let's they could have bowed out when it was 4 to 2 and just lost the regulation. No. They they clawed their way back in the game. They had a they gave themselves an opportunity to get two points, and they got one, one out of it. Yeah, that's a and you you feel good after you feel you feel good. You feel you good, feel good because okay. Columbus isn't Columbus isn't a terrible team. They are. I think they're a team. team. I, they're, they've been a playoff team the last couple of years. They're, I mean, say what you want about Tortorella, he's still not a ter- he's not a terrible coach. He's just angry. He's just always angry. You beat one. You you almost beat one of the. Actually, no. It was Corpusalo who started. I was gonna say you almost beat one of the best goalies in the league. But it was Corpusalo who started. One of the best up and comers, really. Because Corpusalo, I'll tell you this: if anything happens to Bobrovsky, Corpusalo could really steal it. They might just hand it to him next year because Bob's contract runs out at the I end think, of the year. I don't think it's the end of this year. I think it's the end of next year. I think he and Panarin both end up. Even but even still, Artemi Panarin, he he, he destroyed you. But guess what? He destroys a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Pierre-Luc Dubois is one of the best up-and-coming centers in the league. And a former alongside Casey Middlestad. That rock-solid defense they have. Seth Jones? Seth Jones, Zach Rowinski. (laughs) Right away, there you go. But Columbus is a good team, and you stole a point from a good team. That's That's a plus. Yeah. You you got to take what you get there, and again, we're talking happily and merrily and positively about the Sabers. Let's see what you can do with some success. Yeah, that's the next step right now. You're six four and one. And you've got winnable games coming up too. Can you look at this month? 
say worst case scenario is you're six five and one out of the first month of the year. Looking at last year, you want to know where they were at in October last year? Go check it out. I'm going to. This team. It's not going to be pretty. It's not pretty. Of course, it's not. They were three seven and two after in October last year. Ooh. Three seven and two to six five to potentially worst case scenario of six five and one. There you go. That should say enough right there. A yep. points percentage still above five hundred. Yep. You're not naturally above five hundred anymore when it comes to like losses and wins as a whole. But say you get to seven, four, and one. That flips the script from last year. Their next five games are winnable. They play Calgary Tuesday. That's going to be an offensive fire show. Let's go. Yeah. You got to keep up. <laughs> Ottawa the next two games. They're winnable. Very w- winnable. Rangers, again, you beat them already. You beat them already. You can do it again. And Montreal, you beat them. It you was came, close. You came back three times against them. You came back three times against them, and you were the better overall team. And in that, But expect in that game, Carey Price. That's fine. I want to start it. seeing starting Guess goalies what? again. Bring it. I want to see starting goalies again. Yeah. This is a team you can give the backup goalie treatment, and they can get some wins. Now? Now you can't do that. By the way, you are right. Bobrovsky's contract is up at the end of the year. Yeah, they could just give this job to Corpus Allo, which is why they Ooh. gave a first to Vegas to keep him. Yep. They were thinking long-term on this. Yep. Oh, God, what a trade deadline acquisition that could be for someone. Sergei Bobrovsky? There's no way Columbus trades him. I get that, but at the same time, if, if they they're feel, out, if they're if they're out of it, yes. If they feel Corpusalo can take the job and take the job, and Bob doesn't get you anywhere in the playoffs ever, never has, Philly or Columbus. That's fair. It's not far fetched. How's that? It's, it's not far fetched. It's loco, but it's not far fetched. Yeah, let's say it's 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 a low percentage. Yeah, but again, it's fun to talk. Dude, no, we're talking fun. hockey, and it's fun. It's fun talking hockey in October. It's fun talking about this because the Sabres are letting me talk about this. Yeah. Like, you and I can go on talking about the playoffs, no problem. But now that Buffalo is going to be back into some sort of a competency, it makes it all that much better to talk about hockey. Frank's looking at the standings in October. He's looking at the standings, people. I'm looking at the standings. That's great. Frank is looking at standings in hockey. They are seventh in the standings right now. All right. Overall in in the conference. Let's Let's go. go. Playoff time. Who are we facing? Uh, (laughs) Let me figure figure that out. I can figure that out really quickly. Uh, They would – right now they'd be playing Pittsburgh. Bring it. Bring it. I'm not scared of Pittsburgh. That's what this team is making me right now. They're ha- they're making me happy. Of course, it's the beginning of the season, and things will change. It's a long year. They are three points out of first place. Let's go. It just really, though, makes a me think. A win tomorrow puts them in second in the division. Again, this team is making me feel good. And a win Tuesday would make you realize how far this team really did come. Yeah. I'm glad I don't have to be talking about, hey, are we firing Phil Housley? Because they are not getting off to that poor start. No, they're not. We don't have to worry about this. And you're seeing, by the way. I think his his job's safe. Yeah, because remember, 
How many games did it take last year to get a defenseman to score a goal? That wasn't until, like, December. It wasn't until December. You're looking at two whole months. Now, only Casey Nelson is the only defenseman that has played a game for the Sabres that has not scored a goal. Yeah. Only Casey Nelson. Mm-hmm. The six slash seven. But as happy as we've been talking about the Sabres, it reminds me of something, talking yeah. about the defense. Overall, we might have a problem. Marco Scandella has come undone. I think last year we broke Marco Scandella. He has been very unsettled in his own zone. Very panicky with the puck in his own zone. Not doing great defensively. He has some offensive stats this season. But my biggest concern is what's he doing in his back end, and right now it's troubling. Rasmus Ristolainen and Jake McCabe are proving that they are not obviously a true number one pairing, and that's natural because we've got the Rasmus Dahlin guy. They're bringing him along slowly, but the rest of the offensive group is looking a little bit crazy. It's not surprising, really. Honestly, I think think we broke Marco Scandella last year with all the minutes that he played. I think his, on average, was four minutes higher last year than it was in years prior. Yeah. To his career average. Well, because Scandella, when he was in Minnesota, was always a Mm 5-6. Because Minnesota also has depth at defense. But they also thought that Marco Scandella is easily a top-four defender. Yeah, that's why they paid him. That's why they paid him. He's making four million dollars next. You know, I think his contract's up after next year. I think. Yes, but again, the biggest. But even still, but even still, he played. He goes basically from playing third pairing minutes to top pairing minutes after getting traded. And yeah, I mean that and does a lot. But four, he was he wasn't terrible in that role last year. Almost four minutes a game more. Yeah, a game. Now that him and Risto have been split, and he's playing with Bogosian on the second pairing. It's starting, yeah. It's starting to slip him up a bit, a bit, and I think it's more. Of, I don't think it's more of he's just not good. I think it's more of he's trying to do too much. He's trying to do too much, and I think really again, all the minutes from last year, you kind of messed with. I him. don't know how mu- I don't know how much of that impacts where because he was well because last year he never he wasn't always trying to do too much even when he was playing all those minutes with Rissalainen he he played more of a steady role to allow Rissalainen to be at least more offensive you know with 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 the team last year but Rissalainen was still a 40 point guy last year and he's been that way the last 3 years think about this though you get into a certain routine and it's thrust upon you but then suddenly you're now playing less minutes well, think about now it. you're not making the smart play, the conservative play anymore because you're not playing as much, so you're not as tired. I think so. That's what I think it is: is that he's not making those quick plays anymore because he's not exhausted. I think Scandella and Bogosian shouldn't be a pairing because they both are very similar players. They both are more defensive. Bogosian's got some offense to his game. He can. He's an all right skater. They're both all right skaters. I think Bogosian's a little better offensively. And but they both typically are more steadier presence presence in their own end. Because Scandella, somebody in that pairing has to be more offensive. And both of them are trying to do it. And that's where I think that's where slip-ups are coming are coming in. I think it's more or less Scandella in his own zone's been the problem. 
Right, he's because he's become, trying because he's trying to be the offensive guy because Bogosian's being more has been playing more defensively, especially with him coming back from from an injury. So Scandell is trying to be that be that mover, that guy that that drive on when he's out there with whoever's out there at forward. I think for Scandella and for Bogosian too, they need to switch up their the pairings and allow and get them each a player who can be that more offensive guy. And give and let both of that be more of a steadier presence on defense. And look at what Casey Nelson and Rasmus That's Dahlin why, have been able to do, and, by the way. Yeah, I know. Have you noticed that he is not like Rasmus Dahlin is so good, even with the lesser minutes that he's taking right now. You're looking at a guy who doesn't make mistakes often yeah. in his own zone. Yeah. Breakouts are smooth. And he's been able to look pretty good. That but Vegas Dahlin, game and, but that remember, Vegas game in Vegas was a learning day for him. Yeah. But other he's going to have those. But other than that, we have not seen that much from Rasmus Dahlin. Oh, but man, he is. Got this guy. He's but 18. he is, and he's eighteen. He's eighteen, he, and he's, he's so smart, and he's eighteen. And PP one. He is on power play one now. That play to Oposo at the end against Montreal. What a great pass! What a great! What a great look! Joe pointed something out on Twitter about that play. Jack Eichel. Points to Oposo with his stick. Yeah. Saying that's the play. Dalin no looks him. Yeah. They both knew it because as Eichel's pointing, Dalin is making that play. Yep. <laughs> it's communication right there. It's communication, and that's both of you being on the same wavelength. Yeah. And then Oposo sees that Niemi's poking the other side because Pominville's there. Pominville just parking his ass right in front of the net. And if it wasn't him, no it one's been touching him. And if it wasn't him, it would have been Reinhardt. Yep. So you see Niemi poke to the left, and Oposo goes, oh, you gave it to me. Because he's poking that way. Oh, thank you. And Oposo Boom. goes right post in from right Niemi's post. side, yeah. I should say. From Oposo's side, it's Blocker left post side. in. Blocker side, yeah. Blocker, Blocker side, side, post in. Back post, in and out, wham. Boom. The, the celly was nice, and, the, and they get the win. And they got the win. And Again, Columbus, that – that game was just oh, you want all the offense. The Sabres probably one of their worst periods in a while, by the way, that second period. It'll happen. But to bounce back from that and yeah. get a point, yeah. You see that team quit after that kind of a period. Yeah. And here we are, talking about a team that has thirteen points in October. Mm-hmm. Thirteen. Six wins. Thirteen. Could be seven after Tuesday. Do you still have last year's schedule up? Give me a sec. Because I do yeah. believe you do. Sorry, I got it right here. Get me to where 13 points came up. Get me to where their sixth win was. Sit, well, let's see oh, here. my God. I see all those L's. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, oh. Let's see here. Oh, my God. Well, 13th point came, on, came after the November 11th game against Montreal when they lost in overtime because that moved them to 5-9 and 3 of the year. Six win, 13 days later against Edmonton. So you're looking at mid-November. Mid-late November was when they got their six win. Mid-November to get to that points pace. Yeah. Late November for that sixth win. Yeah. Here we go. The seventh win came in December. And they could have that in October. <laughs> that is possible. That that is the best point of all of it. Yeah. If they beat Calgary, 
You're looking at the seventh win, and that took them until December of last year. How many games is that by then? That was their 28th game. For seven wins in 28 games. Yeah. And now you might be looking at seven in 12. Mm-hmm. Is that math right? Yeah, it's math. Yeah, the math's right. Yeah, they're 6-4-1. Yep. Yeah, this is their 12th game coming up Tuesday. If they win it in their 12th game, they would have done it in less than half the time from last year. Yeah. The roster's yeah. better. Coaching looks like it's getting there. Yeah. Go get it. All right, Frank. Can I let me let me let me point out another thing real quick. So going back with Scandella Bogosian as that pairing, mm-hmm. as I said, I think they need to switch that up. My my idea, hear me out. Scandella Darlene. Two lefties. It doesn't matter. Housley matter for Housley that matters. You sure? I'm fairly certain of that. Because Nelson was the scratch. When you had two lefties in McCabe and Dahlin. And, yeah, your, and your bottom pairing to, was Bolu and Bogosian. Do, a left and a right. Doesn't hurt to try. Doesn't hurt to try, no. But I think that Housley is a guy that prefers to have a situation where you have that left and right shot. Then maybe do you go Bogosian, Dahlin, Scandell, and Nelson? I think you could. You can get away with a lot, actually, with this defensive core still. Yeah. Despite some of their errors, especially against Columbus. But Columbus is also a really good team. They're a 100-point team how many years now in a row? The last couple of years, yeah. Yeah, they've been a 100-point team. Yeah. They're, they've been a no-doubter in one of the three spots with Washington and Pittsburgh. Yeah. For the three spots in the Metro for one, the last couple one of years. One of them, yeah. They've been, they're, the, they're no, they've been the third no-doubter. That's what I'm saying. Like That's how good Columbus has been they've in the been regular go- season. Yeah. They just can't win in the regular season. Well, yeah, in the regular season. Yeah. Well, then again, you're also playing either Pittsburgh or Montreal. I mean, no, excuse me, Pittsburgh or Washington in the first round. Yeah. And that's never easy. No. I mean, some quality team always loses in the first round. That's what it's going to be with this format. Change it. By the way. But, yeah, no, and – I just, yeah, I, I, I but feel... But again, this team is looking, like, you took a no-doubter playoff team, and you went ahead You pushed them. You pushed them. You pushed them, and of course, in overtime, they you finally are pushed you what, back. You are what Columbus was before they started making the playoffs most years. You know, like... Lucky? Those, sure, you need to be, but you need to be lucky. Plucky. Yeah, plucky. Likeable? Yeah. Fun? Yeah. Entertaining? Playoff bound? And at that time for Columbus, they were like, yeah, they could do it. Their problem was injuries a lot. Yeah. Before their playoff runs. Yeah. It was a lot about injuries. I remember Bavrovsky was taken out for like half was a out year. for a while. And, and uh, you when lost they had the, Johansson. He, when they had Johansson, he, he was hurt. injured. Seth Jones when he came in. and Ryan Murray, always injured. Number two always, overall pick. Yeah, always injured Ryan Murray. Who's more injury prone, him or Bogosian? I offer no contest. Okay. <laughs> but, again, this is this is the kind of thing that I need right now, isn't it? Is not just a competent Sabres team, but a fun-to-watch Sabres team. Because, do we really have to do this? Because I noticed that you and Lars didn't do it on Friday. Do we really have to talk about this? I mean, we know they're going to lose. We know they're going to lose. Derek Anderson is is starting. 
right? Yeah. He is. He is starting. That was confirmed immediately at the news conference at the I know he's at the also coaches conference with, back on Monday. Yeah, but he's also dealing with an injury right now, too. He's starting. What McCoy's, we, still, McCoy's still in concussion protocol. Which he, if he's I've in concussion protocol, up. If, if McCoy's still in concussion protocol, by the way, that was as late as Saturday. Of, yeah, it was, it was, it was as late as Saturday, he's not playing. I doubt he's playing. He's not playing. Yeah. So you have no Allen, no McCoy. Ivory's banged up. You have no receivers because you haven't had them all year. Is there anything to watch in this game? Because you know the defense, the one shining gem that may have put up a stinker against the Colts, is facing Tom Brady. Is there anything worth watching in this game? No. <laughs> really that was quick. No, like really. Is there anything like, to look at like, and go, okay, okay I like what I saw from this guy? It's like yeah, I, the only the only thing you could you could take out of that is if Ivory's banged up and they limit his snats and give Marcus Murphy more chances. You know what's great and about you could a podcast? See where, and you can see where he's at. You know what's great about a podcast? What? I can ask this question and not get in trouble. What's your question? Over under eight minutes of, before Dildo's thrown on the field. Oh, my God. <laughs> I get to ask that. <laughs> I'm taking It'll the under, over. by the way. I, I Well, <sighs> are you talking like eight minutes into the game? Yes. I take the over on that. It's it'd be more. You think it's good? You think people are gonna wait longer? You know what eight minutes is gonna do for you? Eight minutes is two Brady touchdowns. But typically for New England, it's eight minutes is like two Brady touchdowns. One drive. Nah. We're talking about. We're not talking about any New England Patriots game here. I know. We are talking about a New England team that could break an NFL record if they score thirty-eight points plus again for the fifth straight week. Oh, and they're gonna. They're gonna. We are not talking about any normal New England Patriots game. We are talking about the Patriots against the Bills. This is not Patriots against the Jets. This is not Patriots against the Dolphins where they somehow lose. <laughs> we are talking about Patriots Bills. I know. It's never pretty. And we are now talking about Patriots Bills on Monday night. I know. This is why we don't get primetime games. We are going to we are going to remind the nation tomorrow why the Bills are never in primetime. And we can now forever shut the hell up about it. Because here's what's going to happen. Yeah. Eight minutes into the game, Brady's going to have two touchdowns already because Derek Anderson already threw a pick. And it's a short okay. drive. And it's a short drive for another one. And a drunken Bills fan is going to throw a dildo on the field because he thinks he's being clever, but it's not original anymore. And guess what? I just feel it like is going no to be, it is going to be. We are drinking all day. Because I do not want to remember this game. Well, you're not drinking all day. I'm talking about the fan base right now. I'm kind of speaking for them. And if I put words in your mouth, sorry, not sorry, because that's how it's going to be. It's going to take one idiot to go ahead and throw a dildo on the field. Yes, I'm taking this segment of the podcast and I'm talking about throwing a dildo on the field. I just feel like if that's going to happen, it's going to be in the second half. When the game's already over. When they're... When they're when the beers when, when the beer sales are finally done, <laughs> yes. <laughs> My thing is that you're gonna be they're gonna be pregaming all day. I know. You know how Bills fans do. I know. But the thing is, now instead of just having the morning, they have the morning and the night. Let me ask that. Let me ask you this then. Yeah, but RV's uh, already parked, baby. 
That's true. They are and if they're okay, parked, yeah, that means that those people have taken off of work. Yeah, they're tailgating all day. That's true. Okay. They have but, all day to be in the drunken stupor. Eight minutes. Let me uh, let me ask you. Fine. If I change the over-under, okay. about 18 minutes. We're looking into the second quarter. Maybe under. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it's more of a second-half thing. The minute that game gets ugly, Toy is being launched on the field. It's going to happen. Security is probably going to be looking out specifically. <laughs> what? So, uh, what's your so what's your what's your what's your job to, uh, job at the Bills game game today? <laughs> I gotta wa- I gotta watch for dildos being thrown on the field. What's your job today at the security detail line? I'm gonna be looking and checking. I'm gonna be feeling people up for dildos. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> no, no, hang on. I will. Will somebody streak? Will there be a streaker? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, probably. And we're gonna get a Which Kevin Harlan. We're gonna get a Kevin Harlan Westwood one call. Of. Now that He's on worth. the field. He's drunk. Now, he doesn't have any clothes, but there he goes. Somebody now, stop this now man. That, that might be worth listening to. <laughs> I would I would listen to the game just for that. <laughs> He's drunk, but there he goes. <laughs> He's at the 40. He's at the 30. Somebody stop this man. Bare chested. Somebody <laughs> stop this man. <laughs> Here comes the security. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Boomer <laughs> side. Yeah. Oh, here comes the security. <laughs> uh, I remember, that's like I remember listening greatest, to that live. That's the greatest. I remember listening to that live and how they commentated on how well that form tackle was by security. Yeah. and That's the greatest <laughs> moment in Monday Night Football history. Oh, we about to change that probably. <laughs> I'm just going to say this, though. If you launch in a dildo, you're not original. You're not being creative. Yeah. If you're going, if you're streaking on the field, you're also not original. It's been done. It's been done many times before. It's been done. I'm not. I'm not saying try something new either, for the love of God. Yeah. Because I'm scared of what that may be. Yeah. But let's not embarrass ourselves tomorrow night. How's that? Uh, and I'm talking about the fans because the team's already going to do it for you. Yeah, the team's going to do it for us. We don't have to. We don't have to do anything. Please don't make it worse. That is my plea. Do not I can't make it worse. You just asked that because you know it's going to get worse. I know it's going to get worse, but I'm hoping. Frank, we just spent the last ten minutes talking about friggin' dildo. Okay, I know. I know. <laughs> Which I'm fairly certain is not FCC regulated. Like, is not FCC allowed. And we're lucky that this is only a podcast. I mean, we also only talk. We only talked about his use as, use as being thrown onto. A field, not. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do not cross the line. I'm not Frank. crossing that line, but I. <laughs> we already had Rob Ray say something about finding the glory hole last night, okay? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, my God. There's not. A... Find me a more fun Buffalo not... persona than Rob Ray. I, I will... dare you. 
I was chilling. I dare you. I was chilling in the WGR studio with <laughs> Kyle Powell and Brian Colziel when that happens. <laughs> and Brian pointed it out. No, oh. Kyle pointed it out. And Brian were like, Yeah, he did. He just did. And we just started. I just started TJ laughing. was losing it. I yeah, saw he that. Was. Like, yeah, he was. All right. So, yeah. Look, we already got that going for us right now. Let's not make it worse, okay? Oh. All right, then. So, Frank, we have no idea how the pickums are going to go this week because we're recording on a Sunday and the 1 p.m. games are still going on. So, I don't need you to check. I mean, I have the games up. I know, but I don't care. We got we to gotta do them. We got to. No, I'm saying, like, don't worry about the record for this week right now. We can. We can oh, brag about oh, that. Obviously. We can brag about that for next podcast. Oh yeah, well that, that's obvious. That's yeah. what I'm. That's what I'm going at right now. So yeah. now we got the only ones. There, there's only two finals right now, anyway, and that was Houston my, over Miami on Thursday night, which and then, we both picked. Well, you picked Miami. Am I that stupid? You picked the Brock Eisweiler revenge game. Did I? Yes. I'm dumb. Yes, you are. Last week was an anomaly, and I said I was going to kill it with that. That's right. Ugh, stupid. Yeah. You picked Miami just for that Why? reason. Because you wanted to see a Brock Osweiler revenge game. I hate I hate this. <laughs> and then Philly beat uh, Jacksonville. Which London. we both called that yeah. one. So we oh got Oh, my God. Am I really nine. that dumb? Yes, you are. Ugh, let's get this over with. All right. Why do we do this every week if I'm just going to show some sort of stupidity? Because that's, last why. Week aside, because that's why we do it every week. Last week aside. Because that's why we do it every that's week. That's the anomaly. Yeah. Kicked your ass, but that's the anomaly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the Thursday nighter for next week, Raiders Niners. What a no, bad I'm game. Not, I'm not picking John Gruden to win anything right now. This is true. I'm going with the CJ Beathard 49ers. Let's do it. <laughs> oh man. We always do Bills game last. Next game is the over versus the Browns. Oh, you know I'm picking the Chiefs there. There's there's no way Cleveland can take keep up with that kind of firepower. I mean, yes, the Chiefs' defense is bad. I was driving but in, and I offense, heard the Broncos though. drive for in 42 seconds for a touchdown. All right, next game. But it's the Chiefs, yeah. no doubt. It's the Chiefs. You pick the over. Yes. Jets-Dolphins. Mm, ew. It's ill, but I'm taking the Jets. Can I ask for a tie? You can. You can legit pick a tie. I'd rather not. You, But you can. Like, I'm just hoping for one. You can hope for one. And you could pick it. I hope for a tie, and I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins somehow. Okay. But, yes, a tie is an option. We've been burned by it already twice this year. Yes. Let's get more of them. Yeah. Lions-Vikings. I'm going to go Vikings here. Same. Detroit's very inconsistent. Could they beat them? Yes. Will they? I don't know. Can't trust them. Falcons-Redskins. Falcons. I'm going to go Falcons. Washington's still too inconsistent, and that Falcons defense may be bad, but they have the firepower to stay up on a team like Washington. Bucks, Panthers. Panthers. Panthers My God. all day. Tampa Bay is a mess. Bad. Steelers, Ravens. Ooh. Ravens beat them down last time at, at Pittsburgh. Yeah. So I think I'm going to take Baltimore again, get the sweep. And this is road bend. Even that, but I'm saying yeah. like Baltimore's offense put the beat down on Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh this year. All right. Houston, Denver. So did you take Baltimore too? Yes. Okay. Houston, Denver? Yeah. Give me the Texans. 
Yeah, they they have won games. They're they're rolling right now. Even they're hot. They're bad. They won games. Chargers Seahawks. Oh, I'm taking the Chargers. They're quietly good. I'm taking. They're the quietly S- five and two. No one's talking about them. They're I'm five taking the Seahawks, who are quietly underappreciated as a talented okay. team. Okay. I mean, they may not have as much talent as the Chargers anymore, but I think that Seattle can win that one at home. And it's an actual home game, not at StubHub it, this road true. game. This is true. Okay. I'm going to take the Chargers. Now, this one. We were having trouble with Packers-Rams for last for today. Yep. Rams-Saints. Give me the Rams. I'm taking the Saints. I'm taking Remember, the Rams have to lose at some points. I agree. But it also like, could still be against the Chiefs in Week 11. They could lose both. They could lose both, but they're, I think it's they're not going is, sixteen and zero. Do you like defense? Are you a Bills fan? Not used to scoring? Avoid this game because <laughs> there are going to be all of the points scored, and I think that's where we draw the line. Is Sean McVay a better coach than Sean Payton? Absolutely, that's where I draw it. Packers, Patriots. Give me the bad man. He's going to lose against the Rams, but he's going to beat the Patriots. He's going to make us feel better after I... they kick our teeth in on Monday night. I feel I'm feeling New England's going to Do win. Do I regret the pick? Maybe. Will I? Possibly. Yeah. Probably. I was really debating this. Am I? Because am I not? Man. Am I not going to support the bad man? I'm picking with my heart here. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to go New England. Just I don't. Because and because I'm picking with my heart, they're going to lose. Yeah. All right. The Monday nighter. Another an ugly one. Titans Cowboys. Can we get Dallas off of primetime, please? They're not fun to watch. We pick, I might pick it. I legit am thinking about You go ahead time. and do that. I'm going to pick Tennessee. Uh, I'm just pleading the NFL, take them off the air. I'm going to pick Dallas. They're America's team. Really? Since when? The 90s? They haven't been America's team in 20 years. All right. Everyone hates Dallas. Bears, Bills. I know who you're taking. Let's make the pick them this for the game. Okay. Khalil Mack over under two and a half sacks. Over. I'm going to go under. He gets two. That's our pick them for the week, for the Bills game. Okay. I'm going to write that in. I'm going to say two sacks and a forced fumble. He's going to get that strip sack. On okay. poor, On poor name Bills quarterback. <laughs> yeah. So you say under 2.5. I say under two and a half sacks. I think he gets two. Okay. Which is still a great day. Yep. (laughs) Deion Dawkins, the most confident offensive lineman, is going to get him. So guess who's going to get more than two sacks? Probably Leonard Floyd. Probably uh, anyone else on that defensive line. True. True. Because the attention's going to be on Mac. Yeah. That's going to happen. And when you have to focus, and when you have to focus on him. Well, the rest of the line's going to open up. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So that's where we'll make that pick up. But, but also, Mac is too good. I do understand that, and I respect that. I might even think that he scores a touchdown in this game. <laughs> because if someone... Well, would it be a fumble recovery for a touchdown or a pick six? Probably a fumble recovery. Would it be hilarious if it was a pick six? If Peterman's starting, 
I'll pick the pick six, but I don't know if he's going to. I doubt he will. Even if it's Anderson. I don't think Derek Anderson's that incompetent at passing to the other team. doesn't have to be because he's incompetent. It could be because the ball goes off someone's hands. I think Kalou Mack would score on a Maybe. fumble recovery. Yeah, he likely would. Because he likely Kalou- would, but if there's a scenario where Khalil Mack would get a pick six, it would be because somebody or himself knocks the ball out of the air when the when the quarterback passes throws the ball and he just catches it and runs. I think that the other thing is this. Like I said, if I theorize that Khalil Mack doesn't get two sacks and everyone else is getting sacks, ball's going to pop out and Mack's going to be free to pick it up. Oh, I, I agree too. So therefore, that's where my theory stays. I agree too. I agree with that. Yeah. So that's where my logic is on that, I guess. All right. As I said, it would be hilarious if you got a pick six. All right. So, Sabres, Tuesday night. Bulls, Tuesday night. Yeah. Bills-Bears, next Sunday. Yeah. I am purposely skipping whatever tomorrow is. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. When it comes to mentioning games coming up for this week, yes, I am. Okay, true. Because do you really want to watch that? No. I mean, you, you could play hockey. I mean, if I didn't have to work, obligations are a problem. Yeah. I'm talking about just for the enjoyment sake of things. Sabres, Bulls, both on Tuesday. What's the Sabres rest of the week looking like? I think they play on Thursday as well. They play Calgary on Tuesday at Ottawa Thursday. And then at home against Ottawa next Saturday, November 3rd. And I think they got the Rangers on Sunday, too. The Rangers too. on Sunday as well. All right, so you got four Sabres games this week and a Sunday where you get the Bills and the Sabres. The Sabres will have played two games by the time our next podcast comes yes. around. So, And then you get another Bills and Sabres day. Yep. So should be fun. Yep. Monday excluded. Thanks, as always, for listening to Leftovers Podcast. I'm Derek Kramer. I'm Frank R. Curry. And thank you for listening here on WGR550.com on On Demand Audio. And thanks to the Radio.com app. Frank, I don't have anything witty to say. This is what happens when you miss a, miss a day. Give it the sign-off. I don't have anything witty to say. All right, sign Jeff Skinner. Later. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.